Welcome to the Drop the Needle podcast, your backstage pass to the corporate jungle. I'm your host, Jim Allstott, and here, industry titans step up to the mic, sharing their epic journeys. We're hitting the high notes and the low notes of their careers, creating a symphony of success. This isn't just another interview show, it's where truth bombs are dropped and secrets are revealed. So grab your conductor's baton, because who knows, this just might help you compose the next huge hit of your career. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Drop the Needle podcast. I'm your host, Jim Allstott, and I am so glad you could join me. I'm very excited about our guest today. We have someone who has over 25 years of experience with coaching, training, and mentorship. She has a bachelor's degree in women's studies and performing arts from Arizona State University. Her areas of expertise are in healing, where she's a certified body and brain instructor, mantra meditation, and yogic practices, where she's certified in kundalini yoga. She is absolutely amazing. Did I mention yet that she's a singer, songwriter, and published musician, and teaches piano, guitar, and songwriting? I am so happy to have this transformational mentor as a guest on our show. She's originally from the New York tri-state area. That's right. She is a genuine New Yorker. And she's currently living in Nashville, Tennessee, Music City. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Ms. Joanna Barbera. Joanna? Hello, hello. Hello. How are you? Thrilled to be here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest. Yeah. I had the pleasure of meeting Joanna at a retreat. It, actually, the very first time I met Joanna was in Costa Rica at the mm -hmm. Imaloa Institute. And she was my, actually, it uh, was my first experience in yoga that uh, Joanna led. She was the instructor for, for that uh, session. And I have to say, ever since then, I've been going to yoga. I, I'd never been introduced to it before. And if somebody would have said, hey, you're going to be involved with yoga, you're going to start doing yoga in a practice, and I'd be right. Um, but oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> thank you yeah. so much. It You're was fantastic. So welcome. That's so cool to know. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, my pleasure. No, it was it was uh, eye opening and a life changing experience for me, for sure. So, Joanna, um, we're gonna jump right in if you're okay with that. I'm ready. Because <clears throat> I'd really like to know what got you into pursuing a career as a professional singer, songwriter, and healer, blending music with healing modalities? Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a little girl, I was very much wanting to be a singer and an actress. I used to always say when I was asked what I wanted to be when I grew up and I, I just always loved really the expression. I think that's what draw, drew me towards wanting to be that it was all about witnessing people expressing on such a deep level that they could invoke an emotion in me. So actually, I didn't really start doing music as a, a career or chasing the dream until I was 26. It was a little bit of oh, a wow. late bloomer. Mm -hmm. I had always 
played on the piano. My grandmother was a piano player. She'd reel out old standards at the holidays and things like that. And I, I loved being around music. I would write a little bit. I learned some guitar when I was about 19. But yeah, it wasn't until a little bit later in life that I began chasing the dream of music. I actually started when I was 19 and away at college is how I was introduced to yoga for the first time. Studio that was leading in the Korean arts of their version of like Tai Chi and energy medicine. So from about 19 to 26 was six was my window of initial trainings in the world of alternative healing and the intangible, if you will, uh, which cool. is really cool. I was really grateful to have my baseline be a lineage style uh, modality of healing rather than kind of the sensationalized woo that we see today. Right. It was steeped cool. in tradition, right? Yeah, totally, which is so my style. So the way I, I appreciate life. So that was pretty cool. That's so cool. Yeah. So eventually I finally did start to blend the two. It was mm -hmm. sort of like deep into spirituality, deep training. Then around 26, my father had passed away and I did always mm. have that dream to be a performer, to be a, a musician, you know, touring the world. And that's kind of when I like weirdly put the spirituality on the back burner. I was just young. I wasn't expecting it. Mm -hmm. He died pretty quickly from cancer in over six months. Mm. So I, once I had, um, you know, I just was like, I want to go full force in what I really want to do. Life is short. It kind of had that angst, right, right, right? right? That anything could happen. And of course, also a little rebellion around the spirituality. I was a little bit like, F you God, like, you know, sure. so I, I kind of swiped that to the side, went full fledged, I mean, moved from San Francisco at the time to Austin, Texas, really oh, went, wow. yeah, full in, like, started playing shows every week, self released two records. I mean, I was really, really pushing it. And then it was like, funny, then the burnout around trying to make it um, brought the spirituality and the practices back. Right so back eventually yeah. I had to fuse them because I couldn't That's, keep up. That is so cool. And I do know that you, as a songwriter, um, have had some of your music on shows that people would know. Yeah. Can, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? <laughs> so I have always had really good beginner's luck. <laughs> and then, and then like, it's funny. It's almost me. I really probably need to hear myself say this. Once I start to pursue and chase is when it like gets, doesn't seem to happen as naturally right. as when I just right. don't know what I'm doing and just throw it out there. So when I released my first record, I started um, dating a gentleman who had some friends in LA that had like a small uh, you know, song placement business where they would place songs in TV shows. Mm -hmm. And just for the heck of it, I had just released the album. We sent it over to them. Luckily, the person who recorded the record with me uh, told me to record the instrumentals. That was like a really important thing. So with my first 2009 album, all the songs ended up getting placed in these like MTV shows that would just run around the clock. It was like wow. Teen Mom and College Life. And it was so funny. You would hear my <laughs> my songs That's without awesome. the lyrics as like background music. Um, That's me. That's yeah, me. <laughs> yeah. And then in the, my last record, so the more recent, I did land a placement with a full song with lyrics. The song's called When the Rain Comes. And that was placed on um, Criminal Minds, a very... A very <sighs> dramatic scene with Lou Diamond Phillips. So that was a big oh, wow. deal. <laughs> That's very cool. That yeah. is so cool. What a 
what an adventure. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. you, you know, that, uh, that hero's journey that we talk about from sometimes it's success is in a linear, uh, path at all. And well, you did a little few curly cues oh, in there sure. to get around. Holy cow. For sure. That's so cool. So I'm, I'm curious that, okay. So you, I understand. And I, I'm sorry, um, to hear about your father. It, interestingly enough, on a side note, my mom passed away in about the same age for me mm. and um, in a car accident. Oh, wow. So it was it was also a sudden um, situation. And I had made the promise that I was going to go back to school. And so that's what I, I did go back to school for. for the, but so I, I can totally relate. And those emotions, too, because I was like, I was so mad so mm -hmm. mad like mm -hmm. what are you, are you kidding me mm -hmm. um so i had similar reactions and i can i can totally re relate to that but what i wanted to uh to ask and i'm sorry to derail us a little bit but the you had mentioned it was almost a full circle from the spirituality to then doing your your shows and performing out all the time and then you record this album and then it gets picked up uh, a couple of the uh, a couple of the songs get picked up and played and then you come back mm -hmm. so what was the the connection then i mean what 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 brought you back well it really became when i was full-fledged in the music and really like chasing the dream wanting to get signed by a label and all that i um i had always had a deep you know, one foot deeply in the spiritual world, right? I was always, I, I can't, that's just part, you know, you talk about the why, I know we're going to talk about that. But I mean, I came out of the womb, like seeking. So my whole oh, wow. journey on this planet has always been like, why the hell am I here? <laughs> what right. is this? Right. You know, so I was always seeking. So, so that always like, was running alongside the music career. However, the the search for validation that I didn't realize was so such a deep wound of seeking the validation of listeners, labels, love from whomever, right? Yeah. Um, that's the part that I would sort of just drop all the spiritual, all the wisdom I had been granted over you know a decade at that point, and just sort of like go out and just get trashed and because you know we were networking that was part of the that's networking yeah. in the music industry is, I mean, you don't have to but it's a lot easier to go have a handful of drinks and At you know and, yeah. and hang out with the musicians and right. that's literally how you would probably become friends with somebody then they ask and you end up asking you to go on tour with them i mean that's how it happens especially yeah. in nashville so um it was just really in hindsight, so painful to like know all of this deep, like I said, knowledge and wisdom and just kind of pretend it didn't exist just so I could connect with the people I thought I had to, to <laughs> get to where I wanted to go, which was to eventually be like an influencer, if you will, in the music world of positivity and these things. So the world right. got like way too blended and they were just too dissonant. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I talk about that all the time where you, you, um, you have that resonance. That's a, a melodic sound. And then the 
antithesis is the the dissonance that occurs when things just aren't right and it doesn't vibrate the same way. So right. I I get what you're saying. I, I am curious though, when you said that you were chasing after these different things and and maybe people, relationship, validation, that sort of thing. What what was the did you ever figure out what the driving force was on that? The the why that was going on? At that point when I was sort of not being totally true to myself. Yeah. Um, I, I think the why for that was one was the deep passion for music and expression. Like I had shared, like I really, sure. that's what I want and still want to do is to be able to express now my understanding, you know, the divine through me, right. right of the gifts and that we were given. But at the time, yeah, there was that desire. And then it became just because the industry by nature is so like about somehow grabbing the spotlight enough on you right. and being good enough to grab the attention because it's always someone out there is going to make you, you know, mm -hmm. it's going to break you. That's just like, so I feel like the why eventually became more of like, tell me I'm good enough, you know, tell mm. me like, Tell me that I'm good enough. I, I really do think I'm good enough sometimes, but like need to I hear need it. one of you to say I'm good enough. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, so I, so I the why, it. yeah, it, it kind of um it got distorted. And then every no became and I'm not good enough. For me. Sure. And, and you know what? That I, I think that's the the human piece of that. Um as a performer myself at one point in time with, with opera, I, I, um, and even with bands later, but, um, I understand what you're, you're saying. And I'm, I'd like to know, because I'll tell you my answer when somebody would say, Oh, Joanna, you are so good. I, I absolutely love your voice. I love the vibe you're throwing out there. What would you say? What would, what would your response be? Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think I learned to say thank you um, just out of habit of, you know, that's the appropriate response. I did, I, I was very self-deprecating and that, that came a lot from New York, you know, like just, I don't know, the way I was raised, we were always kind of joking about each other and ourselves and my family and things like that. So I would probably make a joke about how something didn't whatever sound right or I messed sure. up that part or whatever. Oh yeah, thanks. I mean, I totally blew it for song, you know, the second song, but whatever, thank you kind of thing. Right, right. And I think that whenever, just as you shared that, as you asked that, I was recalling like some of these true fans I had, mm -hmm. you know, a, a handful that were like genuine Joanna Barbera fans. And there was something about like, they would compliment me from such a true, sincere place. And I would almost create a story that they didn't matter. Does that make sense? Because that they, they had like a bias or something like that? Because that... they weren't like a label telling me that. Uh, or they uh, weren't uh, uh. like somebody who could like help me out. And, you know, Get they weren't a musician. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's weird, like, sabotage. First of all, as we know as entrepreneurs, you never know. No. Ever. So no. don't fuck around with that, you know? Because I, I, I've even made, yeah, I've even made that story, uh, that mistake 
now, you know, just thinking someone like doesn't matter because they don't look or seem like in my world. And then they're the ones that come swooping in and have an opportunity available for me. So I, in saying that I'm almost kicking myself of how many times I kind of been like, well, they don't matter, but it wasn't out of like such a egoic asshole place on my end. It was mm -hmm. more of like a self-sabotage of like not really being able to receive that. For sure. For sure. That, that they count, you yeah. know, and that compliment counts and touching that soul counts. And that was kind of what I was getting at because I was notorious for, oh, shut up. Oh, mm -hmm. stop. Or mm -hmm. something like that. Oh, it was good. Yeah, for a tone, uh, tone deaf buffoon. Right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> one of those things. Um, right. Yeah, I, but I would. I would. And to the point where it, it was... Um, it was one of my my vocal instructors that said you really need to stop it like makes other people uncomfortable well right the, and, and that. that's what she said mm -hmm. she said that response makes you sound like an asshole <laughs> and I was just like <laughs> what makes me makes me sound like an asshole I, I, that's a, the furthest that's thing funny. from what, what I want right and she said no because you make you're you're telling everybody else that they don't know what they're they're talking about you're mm. not validating mm. them in that moment and i was just like oh well i don't want to do that she said thank you that's very kind of you is a proper response yeah How nice. isn't that thank funny you. that your insecurity like you would never think that your insecurity is the most selfish egotistical thing you could be doing <laughs> but yeah and it, and it totally is it's like oh you're a real asshole uh, yeah. and then you start thinking then you're all up in your head and you're like how many times have i said that how many times uh -huh. some these these people really must hate me and and then it's just like okay stop stop you matter so much yeah right now, i'm sure they're thinking about me all the time <laughs> yeah, that's what i tell myself yeah people always think about me mm -hmm. mm. but no they don't um so that's curious because i having heard you perform and, and had the good fortune of being in uh, one of your your yoga classes and then some of the other things that you were involved with uh mantra meditation and, and i want to yeah. definitely yeah. want to hit that it's i think you have a, a lovely voice and it's very melodic a very clean voice and um so mantra meditation can you take a moment and explain for our listeners and viewers what that really means and what it's about yeah sure so a lot of people when they hear mantra these days because affirmations has become such a popular thing you know incantations i'm i'm worthy i'm deserving that that is a mantra mantra is a, a sound a phrase that an utterance that you repeat over and over again um gets into the subconscious mind right depending on if you know, you have a lot of feeling behind it, like Tony Robbins teaches, right? And you right. proclaim something, it kind of gets into your nervous system. So that's one version of, of mantra that you may be familiar with. Others, others of you may also be familiar with the yogic tradition of mantra, which is um, bhakti yoga. It's devotional yoga with these sacred sounds, sacred chants that are thousands and thousands and thousands of years old that the yogis would channel in the caves that eventually with the rise of um, Hinduism and, and religions and things like that, which honestly were secondary from when these yogic chants were first channeled, but they kind of became um, like a 
a devotional prayer to certain deities in the Hindu um, religion. And then also then in Buddhism, we kind of took that on as well. There's certain chants and things like that, but they're really archetypal. So like, there's like a chant, like Om Shanti is, is a, a mantra for peace. You say it over and over again. You could chant it, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, however you want. Mm -hmm. Or as you know, you could sing it right. behind melodic music. And whether you, you know, believe in the religious aspects or the symbolism, it is measurably scientifically proven to show the brain beginning to change, beginning right. to go into that tranquil state. And on an energetic level, if you are willing to go into the untangible, you can start to feel a lightning, a heart opening, a sense of calm, peace, elevation mm -hmm. that happens as I think you experience yes, when we were at the retreat. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then some of the more devotional ones like Om Gam Gana Pataye Namaha. It's a little bit of a longer one. I, I remember that as well. Yes. Yeah, that one is to, you know, Ganesh, the elephant mm -hmm. you may have seen in the in the yogic uh you know, visual. Yes, absolutely. And that's a, he's the remover of obstacles. But again, you know, I don't chant that like to Ganesh, you know, I'm right, like, right. I'm like, just these sounds help to bring and move obstacles out of the way. That's what I'm putting out there as I chant right. them and just chanting them a mantra like that. Om gam gana pataye namaha. You can't be really thinking about a whole lot. Right. So right. Got, Other kinda, than the words. Yeah. So it just sort <laughs> right. of like really, uh, gives you a, a narrow <laughs> point of view to like walk towards with the chant and then it and repeat repeating it can put you again into that very like self-hypnotic tranquil peaceful state so do you have a personal approach to mantra meditation or mindfulness practice when you tap into the that creative flow so are you you mean before I like, um, well, I mean, I'm teaching or when I'm like trying to prepare for like being creative myself? Well, I'm thinking about it from, so every day is an opportunity and I don't know what your, your practice is as far as uh, music or writing or something like that, but mm -hmm. it is, I'm guessing you have some sort of ritual that you go through before you, you begin that process. And I guess that's what I was kind of curious about. How do you get yourself prepared not for a class for you for you personally for me okay yeah. for for a class or performance or anything like that like preparing myself yes yeah um well honestly it's 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 similar to what i teach i my method has always been and move the body i got to move okay. the body to get the energy flowing because i'm very i'm a big thinker and i'm a fast thinker so movement really helps with getting myself anchored into the body and then I'll typically go into a mantra meditation. Sometimes I we forget to do the things that work best for us. Right. Um, that is what works best for me, though. When I can do one to three mantras at about eight to 11 minutes each, I mean, by the third one, I'm golden. I am in my body. I am, you know cleansing out the mind. It's almost like giving the mind a shower with these sacred sounds. Mm -hmm. And by the time I'm done, I feel very open and centered and ready to, to hold space for others, lead an event. So that's like the go-to. Would you mind sharing what those might be? Sure. So the mantras? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I have a, I have a playlist and what I like to do sometimes is just put it on shuffle Okay. and whatever ones pop up 
are Must be the ones you need, the ones, right? Yeah. So right. there'll be so like I said, Om Shanti. That's a very, very simple one. There's a recording of Deva Premal. She's a very well known mantra musician has made many albums, but she also has some verses where you chant and her chanting is very like rhythmic. Om Shanti Om Om Shanti Om Om Shanti Om Om Shanti Om. And that's that rhythm that kind of puts you into that state where you're really not thinking a whole lot mm -hmm. about much else. Um, another one I really like we did at in Costa Rica, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, if you even sing it or say it, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. It's very right. It gets you almost moving. feel it chanting yeah. on your heart. It's like a yeah. it's like a drum on your heart, you know. Right, so that's right. another one. And then uh, I'll give you an example of a Tibetan Buddhist one because it's a different. It's still Sanskrit, so that's still the lineage uh, language, if you will, because it's not really. It is a language, but the phrasing the phrases don't translate as exact sentences like they okay. do in english um so tibetan buddhist chants one is om benza sato hong om benza sato hong so that's a little bit of a different vibe um that i really love that one and that's a mantra for purification so i will okay. choose that sometimes like if i've just been in a busy mall or like some kind of oh yeah experience where the energy is really dense and coming at me. I'm in a lot of people. I'm picking up on a lot because I'm pretty empathic. I'll chant that one specifically to purify, Very purify good. my field. Mm -hmm. That's good. So that's uh, was going to be my question is the, the follow-up is the, the why to that. Uh, uh, and that's a good explanation as to why, as far as I'm concerned, it's uh, I think it's also important. And you use that, uh, the visual of the the showering to kind of clean off and clear um i'm in a uh in a group in the, well it's not in the chicagoland area it's actually international but it's the spiritual social club uh that's hosted by jennifer weigel it, um she uses that reference is a is an important thing so that's that's very very good thank you for sharing that yeah. um so in your your 25 year career journey of these modalities and um, your your trainings and as well as your classes and everything. Have you ever run into um, or encountered skepticism about this? In how do you address somebody when they when they come back at you like that or address? Do you, do you know what I mean? When I'm yeah yeah um I got it. You know to be honest, it's been a while. Because I would, in the music world, I didn't talk about it to the extent that I could have. I kind of, sure. that's what, that was part of the misery was like, you know, had to hide out it. Of party. Right. Yeah, like sort of like not being the full expression of myself in that case. Um, and then, you know, I surround myself with people that are into the same thing. And can, it's been a while. Like it's been probably since my early 20s that I actually mm. was trying to like convince people the wrong, try not, this, try yeah, this, try the this. wrong people that didn't work right. into it of something. Um, yeah. So I don't, I don't really have, I guess if I was to be, I, mean, I don't know, hit me, pretend you're skeptical of something that I've been sharing. Yeah. How I would respond. Oh, that just sounds ridiculous. There's <laughs> absolutely, you've got to be kidding me. By somebody going, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, Om Shanti, that's going to do something. I cannot believe that. 
All I can do is tell you to try it. And if it works for you, awesome. And if it doesn't, then move on. That's that's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, how could I tell you what's going to work for you? I can only tell you what has literally changed my life and affects, but you may right. be totally wired differently, but at the end of the day, you'll never know until you try it. So. Well, yes. And that's a, that's something right there. I, I think the, um, being open to, to different things and, and which is what we're talking about. And, and I had mentioned to you before the different pillars of the broadcast or, or the podcast, I should say that, um, the, the different modalities and um, mindset training and the, and the different tools that are available, I, that's, that's one of the pillars the, uh, of the show, and which is why I really wanted you on because I, I firmly believe in that. And people can be skeptical all they want, but here's the thing that I can say. You can try some of these things in the privacy of your own home with nobody else around. So mm-hmm. you don't have to be self-conscious. Let's just, talk, let's just start with that because I think sometimes people, you know, anger comes out when there's fear of the unknown or just yeah. fear of something different. Totally. And this is an opportunity for somebody to try something different and, and talk about these different things. And to your point, you don't know unless you try. And I would, again, saying that about yoga, saying that right. about meditation, saying that about so many different things I can think of that have l- quite literally changed my my life. Totally. Uh, you know, I, I, think I, I get I, it. I do try to, <sighs> even when I'm doing one-on-one work with people and they're going to go really deep and try something or with the mantras. I'm like, just mute yourself. Right. I don't care. Shut off your camera. You know, nobody's around, but give yourself the chance and the opportunity to feel, do something that you've never done before that could possibly change your life. And that is what's kind of cool about the online world as well. I mean, I'm a Mm -hmm. big, big advocate of getting in person and being in community for people who've never done this before. It, Maybe doing some kind of online training is best for you because you do have that freedom to do that. And don't be afraid to tell the facilitator or the teacher, like, hey, I want to shut off my camera. I want to, you know, mute my microphone and be able to really express fully without mm-hmm. anybody watching and that's cool because right. you do including have to yourself get used to it including yourself right? right you do have to get used to what it feels like to be that expressive if you don't know right what that's like it's uncomfortable absolutely and i and i love that so so thank you again thank yeah. you um i'm curious to know do you still get stage fright or do nervous I still get stage fright yeah before you go out and perform <laughs> Yeah, it honestly depends on the mood that I'm in. Okay. Because sometimes, um, like Jen, our our mutual friend uh, and teacher, Jennifer Grace, when I played her house concert, I was, it was very intimate. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people I didn't know. I didn't know how they were going to respond to it. I didn't know if they'd think of it. So, So I still get that voice more of like, ugh. But because, because of my practice, I can just convince myself and t- I can command the mind to do something different. I command the mind to be like, all right, listen, who cares? 
Right. You don't know. You never know how people are going to respond. Close your damn eyes, drop in the heart and do your best. Perfect. Now, if they're, if, you know, when I was, if and when a few years ago I was single and there's a guy I have a crush on and he's at the show. Right. <laughs> Different story. Before, but yeah, probably going to get a little bit of the jitters. A little flop sweat there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. No, that's awesome. Um, can you recall a time in your journey that you uh, were that close to hanging it up? Oh, yeah. I mean, 2000, 2018, I, well, does it count that I did hang it up for about four years? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't so, know that. Mm -hmm. In 2018, I got asked to go on tour with a band here in Nashville. They're actually from Providence, Rhode Island, Deer Tick. They're very big cult following. The lead singer had seen me play like a dive bar and really loved what I did. And I got asked to go open up, go on tour with them and open up for them for, um, for a month and a half in Europe. And oh, wow. that to me was like, I was now Hitting finally the on the brink. Yeah, right. I was on the brink. I'm going to be signed, all the things. Um, that was the breaking point when I went on tour with them. And I saw the way like the hours, the way you had to live, load in, load out, leave at two, you know, one in the morning, mm. get to a hotel at three in the morning, get up at 8 a.m. to get to the next place. I couldn't, I was so bummed because like I couldn't enjoy all the places that we were visiting. It was like my first time right. in Ireland, my first time in <sighs> Germany. And I was just like, I, and so I remember just, I had to keep up. So I wasn't even thinking about any of this, but when it was over, I literally hit, uh, that was like the epitome of what burnout was. I literally like just crashed so hard. Yeah. I was so depleted, so sad. I didn't understand why I wasn't grateful. I had just had such a beautiful experience. I got to open for, you know, 500 to a thousand people every night. Um, right. I was so heartbroken, didn't understand why. And I just sort of was like, I need a break. And I couldn't believe I was saying that, but I also knew that if I had wanted to keep nurturing and that relationship and get what I thought I wanted out of it, like maybe sign with their label or go on another tour, mm -hmm. you know, I would have to like hang out more and go to the right. clubs more. I remember even getting a text message from one of the bandmates like, Hey, we're going to be at Mickey's night. Do you want to join? And I was like, I remember being like, no. And, and I know I should. I'm good. And I know that I'm, I'm sabotaging my career by saying no, but I'm fucking done. I was so done. I was so, it was, that showed me the real split of like, I cannot live as like a right. healthy spiritual being and try to keep up with this, which is like, then four years later, like in the last couple of years, when the mantra came back into my life and reawakened the music in me, that's what did it. I started chanting the mantras and then I started picking up my guitar and playing the mantras to music. And I was like, okay, oh, here's a whole other layer cool. of what music could feel that's like and be cool. like. Yeah. When that happened, um, I was like, oh, like I could at some point create my own shows and my own tours. Mm -hmm. And if I were, if it were up to me and I had a European tour and I didn't have to be at the mercy of a booking agent, I would book three days in each freaking city. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, why would I like, yeah. you know? So it's very funny because I always wanted to be signed by a label, but I never have had a real nine to five job because I never could handle having a boss, which is why I've always done <laughs> jobs like waiting tables. So it's right. really funny because I'm like having a label and a booking agent is like having a freaking boss. Oh yeah. You know? And then They're some. Gonna, 
they didn't have a choice to say. I mean, they could complain and stuff, but like, right. no. Anyway, uh, yeah. I'd like to ask this question, and I don't know if you need a little time to answer it. That's fine. But what advice would you give your younger self? As mm-hmm. let's say that you were getting ready to to start your career over again, what what kind of advice would you give your younger self? As a musician. Well, you tell me, you tell me. Hmm. Okay. So I'm going to rewind back to little Joanna (laughs) who just graduated from college and she's 23 and she's hopping in her car to drive up to San Francisco. If I could give my younger self advice, I would tell her to, mm, okay, hold on. It's going to be tough because I don't want to just like stay true to yourself. Um, Right. Right. Okay. If I could give my younger self advice, I would tell her to find home within and keep returning there over and over again, checking in and making sure that what you're doing and who you're with are the people that you want to be in your energetic home (laughs) and that you're really honoring anything that you would allow inside of your self-created home. And that if anything feels wrong or dissonant, or even if it doesn't make sense to your career or to your friend circle, you keep touching base and making sure that everything that is in your temple is what you would consciously allow in there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that was an amazing answer. I mean, it was, that was an amazing answer. Thank you so much for for sharing that. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you have in store? What's what's the next big thing for you? So the next, there's a couple of pots <laughs> on the <laughs> stove at this point. So as I'm learning to bring music into uh, my spiritual mindfulness space that I've created in my community. I've really been enjoying, I've had a couple of people reach out to me for this and I'm really enjoying it, which is, I call it soul song mentoring, uh, Mm. where it's not like my traditional mentoring, as you're familiar with, with like the Mm -hmm. coaching and mentoring is three to six months. We have specific, you know, things that you want to work on to enhance your lifestyle and your self-confidence and get in touch with your true passion. So I do that as well. So I do that style of spiritual deep diving mentorship, offering the tools and modalities that I have used for so many years. But this one is all of that. It's using the tools and modalities and crafting, opening up the channels enough for you to craft a song of your soul that wants to express itself. Mm. And I get to be the conduit, right? I'll, I'll find the chords together. We'll find the melody, but these lyrics, these channel lyrics are coming through you. And so we do cool. about four sessions and then there's a customized song at the end of it. And if you want it, you know, professionally recorded, I have a recording studio. My luckily my boyfriend is a recording engineer, so we can make oh, a wow. really nice sounding recording yeah. and then you have it forever and there's nothing more powerful like if you write a song that is affirming what you want to create in your life and what you want to believe about yourself what's more affirming and self-hypnotic of manifesting that and making it your reality than hearing yeah one that you wrote that you actually can like jam to or like hell yeah, sing the yeah that's awesome to. yeah yeah so that's kind of that's been my newest most exciting 
offering that's come through in the last, I'd say since the summer, really. That is so cool. I, mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, <laughs> that, that is really cool. I, I like that a lot. Um, as you know, that part of the, the podcast in now the, the listeners and viewers are starting to pick up on it. I am, and obviously we have a, a connection, a musical connection, as well as some of the other uh, things, spirituality and, and things. And our friend Jen is a, is a conduit to many, um, but music. And so I have a, a, a few questions I'd like to ask you as far as music mm -hmm. is concerned. And we'll go through those and get your answer. Because what we do is we put together a uh, playlist. That's part of the ah. the giveaway to our listeners is we'll give them a toolkit and then we'll give them the playlist from Love this episode. It. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, because I am a, a firm believer that everybody has a soundtrack to their life mm. and you can go in chronological order and you could say, oh, that song and it'll bring you right back to fifth grade miss yeah, hotuyak's sure. class and everybody's singing the song you know whatever whatever right. it is you know so here's the first question for you what was the first song you heard on the radio that you can remember saying oh man i want to hear that one again and it was like your, your first favorite song probably joanna by cool and the gang oh <laughs> You're so funny. I was singing that as I was going up the stairs earlier today because you being the guest, I was like, oh, I love that song. Uh, no, but that's because my parents, I remember being like four or five and my parents that's telling awesome. me that that song was about me. And I literally thought every time it came on the radio, it was about me because I was young enough to to believe that. That's um, so that's, cool. I love that. I love that. But, but honestly, the the ones the ones that like would get... Uh, <laughs> When I was really young, I mean, this is so typical of, of gals my age, but I would just freaking belt Annie. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, that's probably. The I have pictures. John will come out yeah, tomorrow. So <laughs> I had the wig. I would that's perform so it awesome. for my family at holiday. I was little. I was like four or five, but that oh was probably gosh. the first experience of like, singing expression no ego at all you know like wow. really doing it because fearless was awesome. oh my gosh how cool is that so but when, you probably don't want to put that on a playlist so you want a little bit of an older one no no joanna was <laughs> that was cool I'll, I'll take joanna okay. and you know what i might sneak that in there too because it's your playlist, you know? So. I loved like, I loved like getting more into like the eighties. Like when I was a little, oh, like a yeah. little bit, like even like eight or nine, I remember like Madonna's crazy for you. Oh, I yeah. love that song. Yeah. Um, I was always very dramatic. I loved her song live to tell. Oh, wow. uh, gosh. I used to listen. It was so funny. Like if I listened to Paul, I listened to Paul Abdul. I remember I loved oh, Mariah yeah. Carey, but I always loved Straight like, up the sad song so like sure uh, paula abdullah had a song called rush remember it had yep. Keanu, yes. Keanu Reeves in the yes, video? yes 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 i, I sure so do that was one of my favorites I remember making a little cassette recording it was on the radio you could Mixed record it tapes. on cassette tape. yes mm -hmm. heck yeah so those are some of my like i'd say hot takes mariah carey had a song on her first record called vanishing that i still freaking love it's like really? such a soul like gripping amazing we are uh, muy simpatico because i i'm a a ballad 
guy. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am just a ballad guy. Growing up, did you have a a family song that you like? Everybody, if you're in the family truckster going someplace, that you just belt it out when you heard it on the radio or threw in a cassette tape with that song in it. Uh, I remember my sisters and I making fun of my dad's music because he would put on uh-huh. Carly Simon. And uh, there was that one song, not your so, uh, no, that's Carol King. So Carly Simon, there's this song that's like, um, coming around again. Do you remember that song? <sighs> Baby teases, mommy teases, daddy's waiting. Yes, yes, back. yes. So you touch the, da, da. anyway, um, I know nothing stays the same, but if you're willing to play the game, yes. <laughs> we're coming around again. Yes, I do remember that. That's and a, we just thought it was hook. so dorky and we yeah. would just be singing it all along. Um, so it was more of us making fun of my dad. That's than awesome. I do remember also, I just called to say I love you. That was one. Oh my gosh. We used to sing the shit out of that. In the car yeah. Yeah. I just called to, to say, say I love you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did that in my car with my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> and... I did that too when I was little. I totally oh my gosh. did that. It was like so, yeah. yeah. So and then so you realize that. You had that to it, do it. He's blind. Stop it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when uh, you're little, you're just like, I just want to groove like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Wonder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's cool. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, that's great. Yeah, I know. Uh, so, you know, if you don't want to answer this, totally cool. Um, did you have a, do you remember a, a song from the first kiss you ever had? There's usually makeout parties uh, growing up, so it was just like, "Hey, what was that song?" Oh God, I was a Roman a Roman Catholic Italian, so like uh, the, the the sex guilt was heavy. So I think even kept even trying to remember what my first kiss was. It was like only the I good die like, young, from... Billy Joel. Yeah, basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yes, exactly. <laughs> um, God, who's my first kiss? That's so weird. Who was my first kiss? I mean, clearly, if I don't remember that, I don't remember a song. Mm. Well, we can get, we can skip that one. We can skip that okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Well, now you got my wheels turning. I'm like, oh, that's sad that I don't remember. That. Well, that's okay. That's okay. No, no big deal. I'm All just, right. you know, that obviously says something about you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many kisses to know, but uh, yeah. um, so in high school. Did you have a, a song that was like your friends and you guys would just like when you're you're together, yes. this was this was your anthem type of yes. song. Silent All These Years by Tori Amos. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I had some dramatic, we were some dramatic girls and were you we were doing just, a lot of the clutching and everything. loved that song. I mean, I feel like we would literally just be like crying together we all had our guy that we'd be like crying about listening to tori amos and silent all these years was like yeah the anthem yeah of wallowing yes oh yeah very dramatic very very dramatic ladies we were i love that i love that so in college your freshman year in in college Mm -hmm. do you remember um a song or a a band that was like oh yeah that that brings me back to freshman year. Oh yeah. 
So I was in freshman year of college. I was going, I was saying my, when I was obsessed with the band, I was obsessed. So I went to everything. So I would say you had Tori Amos still. Okay. Ani DeFranco. And then Fish. Ooh. <laughs> I went wow. to a lot of Fish shows. I freaking, I loved Fish wow. in high school. And that, that ran through college as well. And wow. also, um, uh, who was the other one? Tori Amos. Oh, uh, I think more, that was probably more, uh, no, uh, that's more high school. I was going to say Dave Matthews. Dave Matthews was more high school. I, okay. I didn't take him through college with me, but yeah, I'd say uh, Fish was a big one. Yeah. God, I love it. We actually, Anthony and I, my boyfriend, we, I have been playing Fish like around the house lately and I'm like, he, I'm like, aren't, this is like amazing, right? He's like, I'm like, just was like curious if it was just a ki- like a kid thing that I was into like a jam band. I'm like, no, this is like these, these musicians are freaking phenomenal. Yeah. So I just like 20 years later, I've just been like pumping them through the speakers. Like, that's, this is fucking awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. That's very cool. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, so motivational song. Do you have a motivational song that like on uh Monday morning, if you've got something, you're going, God, I don't want to do this today or this week. (laughs) What's your motivational song? Oh, I probably, that's a good idea because there's a lot of times where I'm like, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I I usually put on mantra and I'll put on mantra and I'll have that playing just to kind of snap me out of the negativity loop. Yeah. But, but have it a song that's like, yeah might not be a bad idea yeah 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 i uh i've got well there's two that come to mind for me and i'll i'll share those Share. maybe i'll use them i and this is going to be like sappy i love katrina and the waves walking on sunshine i just oh i absolutely love that song yeah i just remember jack black and high infidelity oh i love that movie so much uh, just then he starts spinning around mm-hmm. and everything he's just mm-hmm. i love that the other one um that i i used like in in business when i was you know for sales or different things like that was standing outside the fire by garth brooks ah, do you know okay. that song yeah 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 one of my exes is a big garth brooks fan. yeah st- <laughs> life is not tried it is merely survived if you're standing outside the fire and I love that. That is the whole thing of, um, you know, if, if if I and I haven't asked myself this question, but if I were to uh, go back and tell my younger yeah, self something, mm-hmm. is don't be so afraid of putting yourself out there. Mm. Some of the most exciting things happen when you're willing to take that chance, and. I love that. It's, uh, that's something that I can tell you that I wish I could go back and, and do as opposed to, uh, you know, everybody's where they're supposed to be at the end of the day. I get it, but I just look at that and go, gosh, how many opportunities did I go? Yeah. I, I, I just waste by that. Yeah. But anyway. No, so- I hear you. I mean, that's how I feel about like what I said about just kind of, I think I lost a lot of opportunities by just being narrow-minded and, and thinking it had to look a certain way. So people who didn't fit that mold, I just kind of ignored. I think I probably missed out on a lot of opportunities because of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, there there have been, I guess, years I spent thinking about that, and boy, I should have. Boy, I should have. Boy, I should. Yeah, you'll kill yourself. Exactly. I hear you. You should all over yourself. Still don't know what's to come. That correct. So, so that's why that's actually interesting to think about because now, whatever comes and whatever you do manifest from this moment onward. You can truly really, say wouldn't have happened if you didn't take this path. Exactly right. That's so, exactly right. So, so heading, move north, go north. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> keep go, keep going, keep going. Um, if there was a song that you could think of that would describe you, that would be okay. This is this is the song that's me. Me now. Yeah. I could think of me then. Okay. Well, either way, I'll let you, I'll let you choose. Well, the first song that popped in my mind was me then. Okay. Almost go. like the same song that I would have advice giving to my younger self, but it was a Tori Amos song. Okay. There was this line where she would say, when are you going to make up your mind? When are you going to love you as much as I do? Ooh. And I just always heard that. like, oh. Yeah. That was a good one. Just that is freaking life. awesome. Because everyone, uh, you know, everyone seemed to, my friends all really loved me, but I couldn't seem to love see you. myself that way. Yeah. yeah. Me now, I mean, I feel, wow. feel like a bit of a warrior. I feel like I, 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 I fall down a lot, but I, I, I do always get up and I do really, um, you know, walk the, the, um, the true path, what I believe is the true path as, as much as I possibly can. I'm always wanting to be better and truer and purer and more honest and authentic. So I'm trying to think of what song could represent that. I had three fly through my mind when you were yeah, saying warrior. I, I am the warrior. <laughs> well, I was thinking that Patty Smythe. <laughs> The, the the warrior song yeah i love that and then walk the line was the third one when you said oh, there's walking that but there was one in between that was like oh oh i wonder if she's gonna go that way uh Ooh, which one i'm oh I'm, i'll make it my theme song i can remember lyrics from something that was uh produced and released in 1968 yeah, and i can't same. remember milk you know, yeah. when I go to the store for milk. Not the same way. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Um, so who's your favorite artist and what's the song? My favorite artist. I feel so funny. I just feel so out of that world, you know? Like when I think of like my yeah. favorite artist, I think of me, different phases in my life um, and who was my favorite artist at that time. And I feel like now all I freaking listen to is like mantra music, like good okay. musicians. Um, you know, but let, I would say like who raised me musically was, was Tori Amos. She raised me musically for sure. From 16 on, I just saw her at right. the Ryman like three months ago. Oh my was, goodness. Really? Yeah. She's like in her sixties and you know, her voice oh is different, gosh. but she's just killing it on the piano. You know, she's oh not putting gosh. anything out that I'm super into now, but, um, yeah, I mean, she, yeah, she, place. I would say she raised me musically, and so she'll always have that place in my heart. That is so cool. Mm -hmm. What a great venue, too, right? Oh, yeah. The Ryman. 
Oh my gosh. It is so cool. So before we wrap everything up today, I wanted to see, is there anything that you wanted to promote? Yeah, I would say that if anybody is looking for a variety of really powerful, deep dive, deep internal contemplation and healing methods, techniques, modalities, and would like someone to lead them through that with a very humble heart and a lot of experience, a safe container for you to really go deep within yourself and, you know, learn how to access your own inner guidance system and learn how to love yourself more deeply that I feel very confident that I could hold space for the right person. Of course, always making sure it's a good match. That's more of my transformational mentoring. And for somebody who wants to heal through the power of song and hearing your own song that is somewhere inside of you sung and created by somebody who can do that, you know, I would be happy to work with you in that way as well. And if you do sing by all means, you get to, you get to sing it as well, but we do, we do like move, like I said, moving the body, open up the channels. We do a lot of guided journeying so that you can really get in touch still with the inner guidance system. It's all the same as my other mentoring, but we're, we're channeling your soul song. Add another dimension to it. That's, Mm -hmm. that's fantastic. Oh, thank you. And people can see all of your offerings at Joanna Barbera. Yep. Instagram is at, you know, the handles at music city mindfulness. That's a little bit maybe easier to remember. My name right. is Joanna Barbera, but music city mindfulness is uh, my business and the handle on my Instagram. And that is where I'm most active. And otherwise, if you go to my website, there's an option, you know, to message me. If you have any questions, you just want to connect totally down. Wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you. Well, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in today, and I hope you enjoyed the episode of Drop the Needle. And a big thanks to our very special guest, Joanna Barbera, for joining us today. Thank you, Joanna. And I invite you all to explore the benefits of Joanna's innovative healing practice for yourself and elevate your personal wellness journey with Joanna. Don't forget to like comment and subscribe to the drop the needle podcast to stay up to date on our latest episodes plus head over to our show notes to grab your free toolkit from today's episode and access to the episode's playlist and of course i'm going to put joanna's contact information for her one-on-one mentorship programs as well as her other offerings in the show notes as well all right my drop the needle posse like billy joel says from the highs to the lows to the end of the show this is the end of our show today. Until next time, this is Jim Allstott wishing you infinite health, happiness, and the perfect playlist for your life. Thanks again for being the best part of us. Catch you next time.